When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, New Zealand. Welcome into SENZ. Dean Butler with you here up until 2 o'clock today. Producer Robbie McFarlane is on the buttons. Yeah, what a gamer, right? Absolutely. Phenomenal stuff from the All Blacks versus South Africa. And we've got a special guest joining us straight off the bat to uh, discuss, uh, dissect and talk about. It's former All Black himself, Chris Marsoe. Chris, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon, mate. G'day, Gene. How are you? Yeah, mate. I think, like most of New Zealand, we're all pretty. Uh, we're all in a good mood today, brother. We're all in a good mood. And on that note, if any listeners want to text in any questions for Chris, please do so. Double eight, double three, or if you want to even give us a call, oh uh, eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Chris, let's uh, start, mate. I mean, let's be fair. Last week we had a great win um, against Argentina, but that was always measured with a bit of oh, it's just Argentina, and you know the big test was going to be last night against South Africa. Chris, as a former player for the All Blacks, what did you make of that performance last night? I think that's what um, it was probably the best game I watched in the last 18 months. Um, mm. You know, uh, against the Springboks, it was always physical. And, uh, you know, the game last night was definitely the physical and the speed of the game. was uh, It was an enjoyable game to watch, to be honest. Yeah, sure. I mean, that that's to be, you know what, Chris, that's another point. I was watching it with my mate Steve-O last night, and we were going, that first try literally came from four minutes of open play. Yeah, it is. Um, like I say, the speed of the game was fast, and the collisions were, you know, and I think that's what was missing in the last 18 months. Uh, you know, the boys are definitely front up, and of course, there's always the history of the Orbex and Springboks, you know, the physicality that uh, is always be part of it. And uh, I think the boys um, stood up last night. Well, they sure did. I mean, as you say, South Africa, they basically, they you know, they call their bench the bomb squad, and rightfully so. But can I ask you, why is it, I mean, I'm watching the game, you know, with my mate Steve, and we're thinking, why isn't, you know, Malcolm Marks starting these games? Because he's obviously one of their key players. What's the logic behind that? I don't know. Uh, you know, we've got the Rugby World Cup coming up in a month's time. Um, you know, sometimes you play mind game and strategy and things like that. But, you know, um, some sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. But, um, you know, I guess every team or any other team that they come up with strategy, that they plan to go um, ahead with the Rugby World Cup. But, you know, never know what's uh, the plan well, no, that's right. You never know the plan. And to be fair, you know, Ian Foster, as you know, over the past eight, has had a lot of doubters. But in these past two games, I think a lot of those fears have been um, put to rest. I mean, we all we all were concerned that oh, will you know, will Jordan's got to start, but he's not at fullback. But he had a great game on the wing, as did Bowden Barrett at fullback. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I'm so happy for you know Foster. You know, it's been a tough eighteen months for him. Uh, the boys to front up like that and sure, you know, you mentioned Will Jordan. Um, I think he's a great rugby player, you know, not just a, um, you know, smart and also he's got mm. the speed and physicality that's going with it. Um, you know, like like I say, you know, it's, um, it's great performance on the All Blacks last night and before it was enjoyable to watch it last night. It sure was. It was a great game to watch. And one man who had an 
absolute barnstorm was, uh, along with Will Jordan was Shannon Frizzell. I mean, you know, he's been a bit under-talked up, I suppose. You know, question marks about him. But in last week's game, he was excellent. And last night's game, he was immense. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, rugby is simple. Um, you know, you've got to bring physicality. You've got to win the collisions. Um, if you don't win that, you're never going to win the game. Um, of course, the defence. But, you know... He, he actually stood up for last night, and, and it's something that we've been missing for the last 18 months. And, you know, it's been, uh, you know, he got a lot of competition, a lot of pressure, but I think he's the uh, best game he ever played in the All Blacks jersey, and he actually answered that call as the number six. And, uh, you know, he's uh, he had an awesome game last night. And, yeah, that's the physicality we're missing and, you know, the resilience that we've been looking for. Yeah, you're 100% right, Chris. That's exactly what you... We've needed that physicality, that muscle. But that obviously puts a big question mark now because, you know, we had um, Shannon Frizzell last night. We had, of course, you know, Scott Barrett. You know, he also had an excellent game. And then we've got um, Sam Kane and Brody Retallick. How do we fit Sam Whitelock into this? Or is he now uh, going to be a bench player, do you think, at the World Cup and in future games? Um. You know, that's, that's the beauty about the All Blacks. You know, everyone's on their toe and, you know, the, comp- uh, competi- the competition, sorry. Um, you know, and, and that's the beauty of the, the All Blacks in the game. Um, you know, Sam, you know, is one of the, the legends of the game. You know, um, that experience will be crucial for the All Blacks going into the Rugby World Cup and, you know, and special the big game coming this weekend, the Bledisloe Cup that we all love. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's always, you know, at least we've got to, this time we've got a plan A and plan B, you know, that's, uh, that's the plan. But, you know, it's, it's hard when you've got all those guys fronting up and, you know, I'm sure they'll give the, the management and the coaches some headaches for selections in it for the next week. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, as well as the uh, the, the fans as well. You know, we're, we're all scratching our heads now too, but in a, in a happy way, in a happy way. Yeah. Uh, Chris, now, Chris, yeah. I, I want to ask you, you've, you've played against South Africa, and whenever we've watched South Africa, they've always had like a, a designated goal kicker who's like a, you know, 100, you know, like 95% goal kicker. Last night, they didn't seem to have a designated kicker. What was that about? Yeah, it was something here. I was, you know, watching with a few of the boys and uh, really surprising because, you know, we all know that South Africans, the physicality and also the kicking game that they bring, you know, the high ball and contestors. But, you know, last night was, yeah, some of the wingers were kicking the ball, you know, some of the nine, I'll never see their nine kicking the ball. But, yeah. you know, um, yeah, it was uh, really, um, you know, it's out of the blue. But, but I don't know. again, like I say before, it's maybe some strategy going into the Rugby World Cup and they try to try it out. But, you know, it was really, um, you know, a surprise for me last night. Um, you know, it was no, like you say, it was no proper kicker like, you know, we got in our All Black side. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the South Africans are, are, are renowned, you know, for having a great kicker. That's, you know, that's yeah, part and parcel exactly. of their game. Um, yeah, exactly. you got, you know, Stain and all those guys. Yeah. Know, but, Back in the days, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was really strange last night. Um, their tactic last night. I don't know what they were trying to do. No, neither do I. I'm happy, but I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> hey, we just had a couple of quick texts come in as well. We may have um, answered these, but just in case, Anthony says, "What happens if Whitelock comes back? Does he go to number six? That's from Anthony. Oh yeah, that's the big questions. Um, it's hard because you know last night like Sean um, you know 
that number six jersey will be hard too because the way he was playing last night for sale, it was probably the best game he's ever played in the All Blacks jersey. And I think that's answered a lot of doubt and the questions about, you know, the physicality of the All Blacks and that, um, again, you know, you can't leave out what lock, you know, is uh, one of the legends of the game. And, you know, but like I said before, you know, the the old Blacks coaches will be having headaches <laughs> in the next 24 hours and 48 hours, you know. Yeah, I'll... You're so right. I mean, Sam Whitelock's been a part of the furniture for so long and we have so much faith in him as not just a player but as a leader. Um, and another yep. text of this says, if Whitelock comes back into number five, uh, what happens? Scott Barrett and Shannon Rizal would both be very unlucky to be dropped to the bench. Well, as you say, Chris, that's the question for the coaches to decide. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, be honest, if, um, I want to be, I don't want to be in Foster's shoes <laughs> right now because, you know, that performance last night, like I say, it was probably the best I, I watched for a long time for the All Blacks, you know, team. And, you know, to see the public and the experience at watching it, you know, people, that, so like you say, you know, the whole country was happy. Oh waking up this morning, you know, and that's what's all about. Yeah, man, it was, it was, an, it was, and you know, a lot of rugby games of late, you know, I would say majority of them have sometimes been pretty hard to watch, but that one last night wasn't, that was an entertaining game. But let me ask you this, Chris, okay, um, South Africa lost, but do you think that will affect their thinking or anything, or is it just, oh, it's, it's this just part of the journey to the World Cup? No, I think, you know, it's just a part of the, you know, you can't charge one from one performance, you know, um, mm. you know, this, the, their preparation to the Rugby World Cup and also for us, you know, I think it's good for the All Blacks that, you know, it's the right time to start picking now because, you know, every time we go into a Rugby World Cup, we, we, we're always the favourite, you know. Um, I think this time is, we're not the favourite. It's not we're underdog, but that's good for the All Blacks, you know, it's not. But it's always the pressure come with that, you know, with the country behind and uh, things like that, but yeah, it's you know it's just the preparation to for the next uh, month or so before the rugby World Cup kick off. Yeah, absolutely. And and let me ask you this, Chris, because we all know it when you play um, South Africa, it's the one to me, it's the one team. And to many fans in New Zealand, it's the the team we really want to play is South Africa. But it's so physical, and sometimes it does kind of you know not not cross a boundary, but it gets into that very grey area. I mean, we had the neck roll last night, and you know Sam Kane kind of got you know almost had a had to go off at halftime because of a sore neck. What was it like for you when you played the South Africans, the Springboks? Was it that kind of you know grey area? You're not sure what's going, something could happen. Yeah, it's all, you know, that's the thing. It's always part of the game, you know, <laughs> the grabbing neck, um, you know, because now it comes down to, you know, they're going to really careful on that law now, you know, back in mm. our days. Are you getting away with it? You know, he gets sore neck after the game. <laughs> but, you know, because, you know, with their concussion and things like that, um, you know, they're pretty hard on that. Um, but, you know, it's always, you know, like I say, it's always a physical game against, um, you know, the box and... But, you know, there's always be some of the boys today will be some sore bodies from the All Blacks boys. Sure, well, hey, got another yeah. another text there, Chris. It's not your special, speciality because it's in the back line, but a couple of questions yeah. around the back line. When Lester comes back, uh, does he slot in for the likes of Talia? And what about Damian McKenzie, DMAC? Um, surely that performance last week didn't play him out of the side. What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, um, Will Jordan's is one that stood out last night, um, you know, um, like we've got some quality wingers, you know, some backs out there, you know, like I said before, you know, I'm not a 
for the coach, you know, Foster will be having some headaches and that. But um, you know, you, you know, that's the you know, that's the beauty of the All Blacks, you know, we've got some people that can play. Mm. Uh I really want to see Lester, you know, um, you know, because he had a amazing super you know, super rugby, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh he's taught out for me and special you know, Mike Talil too, but you know, um I think this build up, you know, special this week in the Bledisloe Cup, you know, I think you know, for to everyone have a go and special Lester, you know, he's been outstanding for the Pacific Super Rugby. But, you know, we'll see. Um we'll be see to you know, it'll be good to see some of all those guys have a go um uh, before the, the rugby world cup. Well that's right. I mean it's T minus three now until the, the the rugby world cup and I know when I've done the Sunday afternoon before afternoon show with Justin Marshall before he's a big Lester Fanganuku fan and um he he'll be the same as you, Chris. He's wondering, yeah, hopefully he'll get a game maybe next week or maybe in the next game against Australia and that's in two weeks. Yeah, you know, I see he bring that physicality and not just that, you know, he bring the speed and um it's one of those winger he doesn't like to just stand out at the edge, you know, you you go looking for work and you mm. know, and it's something that some, some coaches are looking for and uh, he's always hungry and I think he's every time he touched the ball he always break the first tackle, you know. Um It'll be, um, you know, I'm looking forward to see him on the uh, international stage. Yeah, yeah, me too. And, of course, last night's game at Mount Smart. Did you, you would never have played at Mount Smart, Chris, eh? Uh, no, no, that was the, uh, um, you know, I thought that was going to, but, you know, it's uh, interesting. And I think it's, you know, the smaller crowd and makes feel like there's 100,000 people there. But um, yeah. it seems like, you know, the, the All Blacks boys enjoying it. Um, but um, yeah, it's a it's a different feeling. But you know, um, I guess you know, watching it on TV and that, it uh, seems like you know, over a hundred thousand people there watching. Um, <laughs> it looked it looked like a really good atmosphere. I'm, I've been to you know many Warriors games there, and it's a good atmosphere. But with even more people, yeah, it seemed like it really went off. Yeah, it is. You know, um, and it's something different. And you know, in that base off, that's the. That's the main thing is the W that they got it, and that's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, um, aside from the uh, All Blacks and uh, the Springboks last night, Australia took on Argentina, and Argentina had a win in that one, Chris. I mean, good for them, but what is going on with the Aussies, mate? <laughs> hey, I uh, can't comment on that. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, um, we just can't, you know, like, you know yourself, um, being a solar. You know, the atmosphere team, you know, you're looking at the the French, you know, mm. the Irish, yeah. Scotland, even Italy, you know, it's not an easy game anymore now, you know. Nah. Um, and that's make the, make the sport better. Um, you know, it's going into this rugby World Cup in a month's time. It's uh, anyone can win it, um, you know, like that's the, yeah, true. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's going to be an interesting one. It is. It's a real open one. And I, I mean, I, my feeling is that France are going to go in as favourites for this one. But Chris, how do you? I mean, the the draw is stacked on one side and not the other so much. How do you see? Do you see the All Blacks getting through this one, or is it too early to to predict? Um, you know, I think like I said before at the start, you know, we we had a, you know, some. 18 months for the, you know, the the management and the All Blacks team, uh, you know, roller coaster, like I say. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was. But 
I think the last two weeks is defined. You know, we just I think we just start building now, and uh, you know, I have no doubt. Like I said before, this is the first time ever the All Blacks going into a rugby World Cup, not favorite. Mm. You know, like you say, France would probably and probably Ireland. You know, those yeah. are the two. The but you know, I always, I trust the boys and believe in the All Blacks that they will be. You know. There to the end, oh, um, and that's done, you know. Yeah, it, definitely. Um, you're right. It does feel like we've turned a corner. But I, I was watching the game last night, of course, and uh, they were saying that. Can you do you know why this is going to be? Apparently, we're going to play South Africa over in the UK like two weeks before the World Cup starts. What what is do you, what is the reasoning behind that? Um, I think you know you're just trying to you know, get that momentum going into, um, I guess, you know, um, and not a better team to play is to bring the physicality and also the speed like we watched last night, you know, the, the box can play a fast game and mm. they can be physical, always physical. Um, but, you know, that's, I think that's the part of it, you know, just in special, we got the, the blue, the blue. First yeah. Up. yeah. Um, I think that's the, that's the you know the theory behind that you know we've got to get the boys ready because um, like you know the French are play you know top fourteen for eight years over there yeah uh, they're getting stronger faster and physical too um, but that's probably the theory behind that and you know it'll be a good idea you know to okay. get the boys ready and bump up for that because that you know that French game that will sit us for the Rugby World Cup. Well, Chris, like you said, yeah, you you know that French rugby better than most people. You were there for eight <laughs> seasons, man. And what, you know, it is a very, you know, physical game over there too. What was it like for you playing in that French league? And is it the same kind of uh, atmosphere that the fans have over there for their French rugby as they do, as we do over, over here for our rugby? Yeah, you know, um, some of the boys, you know, have been experienced. I experienced that. It's a different sort of atmosphere that into that rugby. Mm. Uh, some people they have no idea about rugby, but they they're screaming. Um, you know, the atmosphere is awesome. Um, and also, it's not just you know playing the Frenchies. You know, you got the you know like of the Russians, uh, the Georgians, and yes, you know, all people around the world. You know, it's um, like you know, it's really uh, you know compared to Super Rugby. And, you know, top 14, it's pretty physical. It's up there, you know, yeah. close to international. Like I say, you play different people from different countries and test yourself the best, pretty much. And, um, yeah, it's definitely physical. And like I said before, and physical and now compiled with the, the speed of the game, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Hey, one more text is coming from Ken for you. Um uh, Chris, uh, Dean Bowden Barrett, uh, definitely our starting 15 now. Jordan Good and Frizzell. Wow, a scrum did get shunted back twice in the first 40, but all round a great performance from the whole squad. You'd agree with that one, Chris? Oh, definitely. Mm. Uh, you know, um, those are the guys, you know, like I said before, you know, uh, Will Jordan and, you know, um, I th- one thing I was looking last night was looking forward to that combination 12 and 30. Yeah. Um, Gordy and uh, Rico, you know, uh, to remind me of the domination of the French back in the days, you know, that tall, mm. strong and fast man. And I think, you know, that's, uh, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm going to look forward to in the next uh, couple of weeks, you know, that getting that combination going, those two tall boys in uh, midfield. Yeah. Um, yeah. They can do some damage there. Uh, but, yeah, like, 
yeah, definitely those guys stood out for me last night, you know. No, you're absolutely right. And we, we've we all, everyone here has been wondering, you know, what is the centre combination going to be? Because we've tried multiple uh, players in 12 and 13. And we, you know, like all um, rugby fans, all black fans, we want a combination of the centres. We want another Nonu Smith, you know, we want a Bunsen Little. And I think you're right. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, uh, Jordan and Yuani, um, they seem to be building that combination. Yeah, it is. You know, the more you play, you know, get to know each other, and and that's the and that's the key. You know, it's just um, you know, learn from each other and get that connection going into the Rugby World Cup because, like I said, you still got three more games to get that combination going. And you know, like talking about resilience and that, you know, Barrett is definitely Geordie's definitely got that in him. You know, he can crash it up, but but also we can give an option of kicking too. You know, you can. He can kick that ball. That's for sure. Yeah, he's got a great punt <laughs> you know, on him, and it's it, it's not a bad option, you know, because um, he's a guy that he can be physical, but also he can be kicking game too. It's um, it's, it's good balance to have. Yeah, it sure is. Hey, look, before I let you go, Chris, a lot of people will be wondering what are you up to these days, mate. I did a quick Google and it said you've gone into boxing. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I did, uh, did the one, um, you know professional boxing but you know the wife wasn't keen on it (laughs) but um you know i was do a little bit of coaching out in the taranaki coaching my club rugby inglewood the prem nice um, yeah do a little bit of hospitality at the hotel with family owns a hotel in taranaki the devon uh we me and the wife and helping out the the father and mother to run that and uh you know, it's different to rugby, but, you know, it's a learning curve of hospitality. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's no, a good will. Big shout-out to the Devon. If you're in the area, folks, pop in there. Hey, uh, Chris, thank you so much for your time today, mate, and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks, and you too, mother. Cheers. Cheers. There you go, Chris Marceau. We're talking all things uh, All Black from last night. Yeah, and, and really good to have that insight from someone who's been um, in that French rugby for so long. He knows it better than anyone. Um, if you've got any uh, questions or thoughts, uh, 0800 150 811 is the number to call. You can, of course, text double eight double three. We do have to take an ad break. Uh, we'll be back with you, Graham, after that. 12.30 here on SENZ. Uh, Dean Butler with you up until 2 o'clock today. 0800 150 is the number to call. You can, of course, text double eight um, double three. Just got a quick one in before from uh, Dan, and he said, uh, Will Jordan must start every game. Moanga is our best number 10 and join the show. Thank you very much for that, Dan. Um, if you've got any things you want to discuss about the game, please let us know. Uh, right now, on the line, though, it is one of our uh, favourite regulars. It is uh, Graham. Graham, good afternoon to you, mate. Oh, good day, Dino. How are you? Oh, mate, like everyone, I think like even Chris said, yeah. we're all pretty happy today, aren't we, Graham? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, and I agree with Dan's text too, by, by the way. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Funnily enough, yeah. I know you're surprised to hear that, but uh, yeah, no, oh, yeah, I thought Will Jordan, you know, obviously I've been wanting to see him at fullback because yes. he's played very well for a number of years there for the Crusaders and, you know, he's come back, you know, he's had a hard road back this year with that dizziness and so forth but um you know he put in a great shift on the wing so um yeah he really he's a must selection yeah richie richie mwanga um you know people put a lot of pressure on him because you know he knows the pivot and you know Mm. he he led the crusaders you know very well this year through some tough times and you know he put in a great game last night and i thought you know and he you know he's the the number ten, you know, for the for the World Cup, you know, and I thought he really did play outstandingly. And Frizzell, Shannon Frizzell, you know, I think oh. 
we've had a lot of, you know, he played well last week, but he's followed it up. So, you know, um, you know, he's he's, you know, he's sort of come from, a, you know, from a battling Highlanders team, you know, and yeah. then, um, and you know, there's been a few players injured, you know, a few of our guys here and. Like Ethan Blackadder, who I rate very highly, and would like to, yep. you know, get into that All Black World Cup squad. Mm. But you know, Frizzell, you know, um, you know, I've got to hand it to him. You know, he's got to be, you know, starting, you know, now. So that you know, it's good that, players, oh. you know, there's some, there's some, diff, you know, and there's competition. You know, I think McKenzie definitely should be on the bench. He wasn't last night, but um, I know that you know, I'm on, you know, the the Moanga McKenzie debates raged all season, but you know, I think he. You know, he has a slot on the bench, you know, uh, definitely behind. Yes. And, you know, in that utility-type role. But, yeah, it was a great performance. Um, it was. The a... locking one, the locking and loose forward. Yeah, I mean, Sam Whitelock, for me, in a World Cup final start, you know. Um, yeah. Who, do you, who mean, do you drop then, Graham? Well, that, that's a $64 million question. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, I'd probably be, uh, I'm going to be really parochial and say I'd have Scott Barrett there with him and that, I'd have all the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> you, you're not you dropping know, sending Retallic, missiles mate, nah. the, Sending missiles <laughs> up to Christchurch. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that Sam, Sam will, you know, they're not going to, because the Crusaders got through to the final, like they beat the Blues, and I'm only saying about that because there was a lot of talk when he didn't play that semi here in Christchurch, you know, but, that, you know, he is a sort of a, a massively big match player, so mm. you know he'll have to play. He'll play. He'll be right before, well before the World Cup. But yes. you know they're gonna, well, they'll, they'll mix and match with him, Ritalik and Scott Barrett. I mean Scott Barrett's in the form of a life. And, he is, and you know Ritalik's played well through the season. Always the does. So right. yeah, yeah. I mean he helped them get to the final, but um, yeah, that that makes it. But yeah, just I just think Whitelock, um, you know, down the track, you know, he's a. I mean, you Number know, one yeah, you know, Graham, when it's like in a tournament as well, there's always injuries and, and you know, it's going to be physical. Uh, players will come, players will go. I agree with you about uh, Shannon Frizzell. He had a cracker last night. That Willie LaRue is the new Mike Cat after that try that he scored. <laughs> hey, that was something else. <laughs> yeah, that's else. right. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I and, mean, you know, it's funny about the goal kickers too, you know, because South Africans have always had these, yeah. you know, just robot kickers. Yes. You know, like, no, I remember Nas Borta, you that's know, right. and then... And then the uh, Chappers and the Bulls when they won it in the late t- uh, mid two thousands. Forget his name now, but he, oh, yes. you know he just used to step up and just kick, bang, bang. You know, but they, um, yeah, it's sort of interesting. And I, I thought when they split the squad that that would favour favour them actually. Same. Celtics, but probably the fact that we didn't play, we played more or less a different fifteen. Mm, you know, we mixed that, it up. That, it didn't matter in the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I thought they pulled a bit of a shrewdy, but it didn't didn't back it backfired a wee bit. Yeah, probably. yeah, that's what I was wondering the about too, Graham. Yeah, hey? yeah, the benefit of so, hindsight, absolutely, because we got out of the blocks really quickly. Yeah, yeah, well, they did. Yes, and they obviously knew that the box, <laughs> you know, the the world champions, you know, and the, mm. always their toughest game. So, you know, that was obviously get out there and. Um, and, you know, try and pulverise them early and get points. You know, it's easier said than done. But, you know, it, it, once they're on the back foot like that, as we've seen with, you know, all black teams in Africa, um, 
Yeah, that that was a heck of a big. They came back very well. The bops and you know they'll be they'll be hurting from that. You know they will be hurting, but you know I get the feeling that for them they're not so upset that they lost. It's just okay. It's part. You know, okay, we didn't win, but we know where we can get better, improve, etc. I don't think they're hurting as much as if we'd lost thirty five twenty. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I mean we beat them in the night two two nineteen World Cup, didn't mm, we? And then we did. But they took the tournament out. You yeah, know, I know we didn't play them again, but that's that's the way tournaments, you know, and competitions work. You know, mm. the round, the, well, it's, it's different to Super Rugby. It's not a round robin, but yeah, two wins are big, the big dance, as they say. And you know, they but they, but yeah, I still think it'd be a bit of a psychological dent for them. Yeah, I mean, but not yeah, sure, not massive, well, not massive. No, you're right. Yeah, that's for sure. You're right, and like I asked before as well, you know that. Malcolm Marks seems to be their, their number one beast, yet he doesn't, he's not starting. What, do, do you think there's a reason for that, Graham? Yeah, I, I find, well, I mean, yeah, I remember I saw him play, you know, he played three finals for the Lions once against they lost to the Hurricanes, and he, and, you know, and he played twice against the Crusaders and raised the first two yeah. victories. Yeah, he's a very good player. You yeah. know, I've seen him, you know, here at Christchurch playing, you know, he is a, just a beast, yeah. I mean, yeah, him and yeah, yeah. He, I, I find it all, but you know, it's worked for them in the past. But I think maybe they've got to review that because I think he's someone that, not that it's New Zealand's problem, but I think from their point of view, I think he should be starting for sure. I know yeah. Cody Taylor said they're both, you know, obviously great players. Sure, but, uh, but Marks, you know, I put him on a bit of a pedestal. He's, you know, um, you know, an awesome. Very big hook. I mean, they're all big hookers now. Yeah. Um, Barry, a couple around the country, but yeah, he is a very good player. But yeah, I think I'm, yeah, I'm I, mean, with you, I think he offers a bit more too. And uh, Graham, we've just got a text in as well, and, and I'll reply to this text as well. And is it time, Graham, for us, for me, for you, uh, to all you know regarding Ian Foster and, and Sam Kane to start you know suck a few coomers and go okay, um, you know we weren't sure about um, you know Will Jordan on the wing and Bowden at fullback, but now we're looking at going maybe that is the way it's going to be. Do we need to do, do we need to suck some coomers on that? And same with Sam Kane, he's played he's played bloody well in these last two games. Yeah, well, I mean, people have their opinions, you know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people like Mark Watson and I will agree on this. People get, you know, I remember the, the 215 World Cup and he was quite critical of players and people said, well, you know, and he was coming out and said, yeah, yeah, they, they, they got proved right. But, I mean, there's going to be competition for places and, you know, Sam Kane has been a captain and player under pressure at times, yes. you know, and um, you can't you can't hide from that fact. And likewise, Ian Foster you know, we lost to Ireland last year. So we New did. Zealanders are very passionate. You know, we can't always go, well, you know, <laughs> the benefit of hindsight and go, well, yeah, some some are right and some are wrong. I mean, many people were writing Richie Mwanga off last, not on this show, or, no. but people did. People said, well, you know, Mackenzie should play. So, I mean, like, uh, you know, I, could, I, I could say from my perspective, mm, yes, you know, that some of the players that I've backed Played well last night, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to applaud, you, applaud. You know, there's a, bit, there's a bit of water to go into the bridge. There, there is, so, there is, and I, agree I mean, and Ray, and Razor's been a great horse to back. He you has, know, that's what it, you know. I mean, Foster's lost Tess, and Razor, you know, missed him too. And this is what the, the texter is probably alluding to. I, I, but you know, they, um, you know, you can't. Yeah, that that. that so I'll, I'll sum it up. I'll sum it up for you, Graham. At this stage, you're not sucking the kumra. You're not eating the humble pie just yet. 
Okay. Even, no, especially, okay. especially not where. You know, I'm, I'm just checking because there, but... because I'm starting to eat the humble pie because I think we have turned a corner. Oh, I think well they're going in the right direction, you right. know, and and you know I think um, <laughs> that that's the main thing, you know. But it, uh, we all like want the, say, we all want the I same think thing. Ryan, I think Jason Ryan and, and Joe Smith have had a, you know, Ryan particularly True. the forwards. True. He has made right. a he's made a massive. You, know, get, you get good go forward. Agreed. And, um, the, and on the wingers too, I think um, Chris Musselli is right about Leicester. I, you know, Talia will be in the World Cup squad. You know, mm. played well for the Blues, but you know, I'd like to see Leicester Fuganuku. Uh, hopefully, he'll get, get a, a go against. There. Yeah, hopefully, he'll get a game against the Aussies, maybe, eh? Yeah, yeah, which is a couple of weeks, not next week, is yeah. it? All right, Graham. Look, let's wrap it okay, up. Look, ultimately, we all want the same thing. We just maybe think about it differently. But that's a good thing, Graham. And uh, mate, as always, well, debate's a good thing. A debate yep. is a good thing. And I appreciate yeah. your call, mate. And you have a bloody Thank great you, Sunday. Man. Cheers, Graham. Okay, have a good afternoon. Thank you, Cheers, pal. Mate. There you right. go, Graham, with the, his thoughts. We do have to take a break, and we'll be back after that. 13 minutes to 1 o'clock here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you up until 2 o'clock uh, this afternoon. After 2 o'clock, we switch over to Sam and Kempe as they lead the build-up uh, to the Waz at home against the Sharks at Mount Smart. Hopefully, we get another 31,000 fans there today. I think we might. I think we might. Robbie, are you going? You're not. Are you going to the game? Robbie uh, McFarland is on the buttons today. Producer Robbie. Robbie, are you going to the game? Are you? You're hello, taking. Hello. You're taking the feed from here, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting right here. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so okay. Be, be watching the game. And- and, uh, enjoying okay. Sam and Kempe's commentary of it, but yeah, not not at the ground. Wow. Do you know if Sean Johnson is playing? Because his baby was born yesterday, yeah, was it? Last I, night, ooh. yesterday? Yeah, I'll, I'll look into not I haven't seen any breaking news on it. Look, if he's a new dad, he might want to stay home with the little one, or he might go, I'm off, just off down to Mount Smart, love. I'll be back in about three hours. Come on, Kayla. Do us a favour. Uh, the Warriors need this one. Hey, also, um, Robbie, you've done a great score here, mate. Coming up at one o'clock, we've got uh, Kiwi League legend Hugh McGann uh, to discuss all things league. So if you've got any league questions you want to ask uh, Hugh, please text us in double eight double three, or you can, of course, give us a call on 0800 150 and we'll be discussing all things uh, rugby league uh, with Hugh. Uh, but right now, we, we spoke too long with... With, um, Chris and also Graham, and we have to get another ad breakaway. Is that right, Robbie? Let's let's do that. Eight minutes to one o'clock here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you up until two o'clock today. Then, as we said, we switch over to commentary, uh, build up to the league uh, with Sammy Hewitt and Tony Kemp. Uh, also, I want to ask if there's anyone out there who. Um, uh, All Blacks fan or South African fan who was at the game last night at Mount Smart. How do you compare the game being at Mount Smart or being at Eden Park? Because I've been to Mount Smart before the war, and it's, I love it there. I think it's a great ground for watching uh, sport, whether it be league, rugby, or football, um, soccer, football. That is, I, I, you're close to the action. I really like it. I've been to Eden Park a few times, and I feel a little bit removed. Um, yeah, I know it's I know it's good with a really big crowd, like with the All Blacks and a, a massive crowd. But even then, I still found the atmosphere at Mount Smart to be better. But I'd love to know if you're an All Black fan at that game. Uh, last night, uh, how did you compare Mount Smart uh, to Eden Park and vice versa? Also, um, we haven't heard from any South African fans out there. We are we're an equal opportunity show, New Zealand. We we encourage. We are open to all. So, if you're a South African fan, a Springboks fan, I saw heaps 
of jerseys. Yes, there are people in jerseys all around the place. So that was great. We've got a massive uh, uh, South African uh, diaspora um, in Auckland. So please uh, let us know your thoughts on that performance last night. What did you make of it? Uh, are you are you worried about your team going to the World Cup or are you a bit like me going, look, this game in the grand scheme of things doesn't really matter. Good to have a win for us, the All Blacks. Definitely good to have a win. And, and as I said to uh, Graham just before, how are you feeling now? Are you, are you eating a bit of humble pie? Has Ian Foster got this mix? Uh, is he getting it right? It, it, it feels like they are getting it right. Now, I know we all thought Will Jordan for fullback, but maybe Will Jordan wing and Bowden Barrett for Maybe it's working now as we come into World Cup. Yeah, so maybe that is the main thing. What do you think, New Zealand? Are you on the uh, humble pie like I am? Uh, I even heard Justin uh, Marshall, uh, he got the humble pie out a little bit last night in the aftermatch saying he liked uh, Will Jordan as a winger as well. So yeah, well done to um, to Will Jordan and also to, of course, Bowden Barrett, who has played particularly well. As Look, they all have. Let's not kid ourselves. It's been a fantastic performance in both games so far. That game last night was one of the most entertaining to watch of a rugby game that I've seen in a long time because it was actually all, it was a lot of ball in play, which unfortunately in, in a lot of rugby games, it's not like that. Uh, anyway, it's almost time for us to wrap up uh, this hour. Don't forget, coming up soon, we have got league legend Hugh McGahn. If you've got any questions for Hugh, Text us double eight double three, or please feel free to give us a call if you want to chat with you. Ask him a question. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. That's coming up in T minus four. Hugh McGann joining us here today. One o'clock here on SENZ. Robbie's rolling out the Led Zepp. Good on you, Robbie. Yeah, that'll wake you up. Yeah, you know it. Uh, Dean Butler with you here up until two o'clock today, along with uh, producer Robbie McFarlane on the buttons. Hopefully we'll have you McGahn talking to him soon. A classic rule of radio. I've over-teased it. I promoted it too much. And then, uh, yeah, what happened? This is it's. It's the commentator's curse. I've done it again. But we're going to keep trying. Hopefully we'll have him on the line uh, soon. If you've got any questions you want to ask Hugh, please text us in double eight double three, Or you can, of course, uh, give us a call and have a chat to Hugh himself. 0800 150 is the number to call there. Um, also, I was asking if there are any Springbok fans out there who want to talk about the game, if you have anything you want to discuss, um, anything that uh, you think you might need to... Get off your chest. Uh, do you care? Are you fussed? Are you not fussed? Is it a whatever? Uh, let me know. 0800 You can, of course, text double eight uh, double three. Same with any um, All Blacks fans. I'd love to know if you're an All Black fan and you're at that game last night watching at Mount Smart Stadium. How do you compare uh, the Mount Smart Stadium viewing experience uh, to the Eden Park uh, experience? I'd love to know that because I know if I had to compare, I'd probably go for Mount Smart. Purely, you're close to the ground. It's there's more. Yeah, there's a bit more atmosphere. I think is what we're saying. Um, but yeah, I'd love to know what you thought of it, or anyone else for that matter. If, what did you make of that game last night? As I said earlier, I think we're all uh, starting to. Have we gone to? Are we getting on the belief train? Are we on board? Uh, because man, these two games have been really good. We couldn't, to be fair, we couldn't really judge that Argentinian game because we didn't know how good, bad, indifferent Argentina were. But we had a good performance against them uh, regardless. You can only 
do what you do against who you play. So we had a great performance in game one. In game two, the real test, the true test against the old foe, the old enemy, uh, South Africa, the Springboks, and we played incredibly well. Uh, very high, very high skill level, execution level, a couple of mistakes, that's going to happen. Uh, but overall, what a performance. Love your thoughts on it too, double eight, double three. And you can, of course, uh, give us a call 0800 150 if you wish to have your say on it as well. Plenty of other sport happening in the world too. He has, of course, got the league this afternoon. Um, the Warriors take on the Sharkies at Mount Smart with their extra seating. Boy, I hope they get a, another 31,000 out for that. Robbie is uh, following up his leads, his investigation. He's got contacts. He knows people uh, regarding what's happening with Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson, uh, his wife Kayla had their baby uh, yesterday or Friday. I'm not sure, but in the la- recently in the last you know, 48 hours, the baby uh, has arrived, so that's good news for Warriors fans. Um, hopefully, Kayla will allow him a few hours out of the house uh, at this at this time. But uh, we shall wait um, and see on that one. Plenty of other sport too, if you want to talk about that uh, as well. Wimbledon is on at the moment. I love the tennis. Uh, not as invested this year as in previous years, for obvious reasons. No Rafa. No, Roger. It's kind of lost a little bit of the gloss for me. Um, but I have saw seen a bit of the quarterfinals. And I saw the semifinals yesterday. Um, Djokovic got through against a sinner. A couple of theatrics in the middle. Something he got. I've, I've tried to find the actual moment. He got Dr. Point for uh, grunting or something. And I thought, well, they all grunt. Um, so if you're a tennis fan who saw it, from what I read, I think the grunt went on too long. So he hit it grunted as he hit it, but was still grunting as Sinner hit the ball back. Is that is that what happened, New Zealand? If you saw that moment, let us know. I think it was just an extended grunt. That went on too long. Uh, but I'd love to know because it seems absolutely ridiculous in tennis where they all grunt uh, <laughs> uh, all the time at large, large, loud volume. Okay, folks, here we go. I teased it before and I can finally say, yes, it, it, it has happened. Uh, it is all good news, New Zealand. If you want to send a text, then please double eight double three or give us a call 0800 150 because joining us on the line now is Kiwi League legend Hugh McGahn. Hugh, thank you for joining us this Sunday afternoon mate. Uh, no problem at all, dear. Yeah, thank you very much. Hey, mate, look, I know we're talking league, but you'd be pretty happy with that All Blacks win last night too, eh? I think um, they started off like a house on fire. I was totally, totally impressed with the speed, the um, the authority that the uh, the All Blacks had mm. um, getting out to 17-0 or whatever it was. And then, I don't know, somehow the uh, the Springboks were able to, to claw their way back in. But um, uh, nice to see that they... Um, had some structure about them. Richie yeah. Moanga was untouchable last oh. night. Uh, I think the the team in general looked in really good shape for the the start of the the series last week, and then and, and then again this week. Yeah, um, they're very very impressive. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Hugh, and it's it's given us all a bit of faith now because it does feel like we have turned a corner and we are going in the right direction. Because last year, let's be fair, was a bit of a write off. This year, we're kind of going yeah. in the right direction. And I'm like you, Hugh, last night to me, and you would have heard this in your circles as well, League has got a massive following in New Zealand, Australia, around the world, but primarily because there seems to be more action, more ball and play, etc. Last night for the All Blacks, that, was, that game had a lot of ball and play, more so than normal. It's like that they, they, they wanted to keep the tempo up in the game. They uh, didn't allow... Uh, the opposition any time to breathe mm. uh, 
as soon as the penalty was uh, was given, kick out, line out straight away, bang, gone. And the the, the speed at the, the breakdown was quicker than we'd seen previously. Um, and like I say, the ball was in play uh, most of the time. Yeah. And, uh, no, I, I was I was just totally impressed. I was enthralled actually. Sitting back, I've got some very good friends um, who were. Uh, more rugby league people who mm. just said it was boring, but I, yes. I didn't. I didn't see it that way at all. I, I was totally impressed. And as you say, it looks like a a, a good avenue that, that we're, we're looking at leading into a World Cup um, season. If this is the way it's going to be, given the the, the way the team has uh, performed the, the previous two years. Um, I, I, I think it was really exciting. Yeah, same. I'm with you. And I've got to say, Hugh, if your mates found that one boring, they might as well give up watching rugby now. It's, it's, no, they're, they're very one-eyed rugby it's league people. It's over for them. But, it's, but look, I'm like, I, I love the league as well. I really do. It's, it's a fantastic sport to watch. And before we get into the currently what's happening, there's been a few texts have come in, Hugh. Some people have asked, Hugh, you were one of the trailblazers in the Aussie competition. How did you get your break in that competition? Um, I to, to play in the NRL. Yeah, in the NRL. In the Australian Rugby League. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. yeah. Well, I actually uh, played a couple of games for well, a number of games for New Zealand, the Kiwi team, prior to moving to Sydney. And uh, the New Zealand team played Queensland on a couple of occasions. Right. Where Arthur Beaton was coach of the team. Right. And legend. then when Arthur, yeah, when Arthur got the job at uh, at Eastern Suburbs, the Roosters. Um, or the Eastern Suburbs, as they were then, mm-hmm. uh, when he got the job there, um, the two people he wanted to, to bring across was both Dean Bell and myself. But I think it was more Dean Bell. I tell the story. It was more Dean Bell. I was at more of an afterthought than anything else. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and that's how we got our break, mainly because wow. we played Queensland where uh, Be- Arthur Beeson was the coach and uh, we were lucky enough to get across there. Uh, wow. But the, the trailblazers before us were obviously Mark Graham and, Olsen Filipina, the, the Sorensen yes. brothers, and even there were a couple of people, Bernie Lauber, Henry Tartner before before us. Uh, but that was like the start. From that point on, 85 and, and afterwards, there just seemed to be an influx of Kiwi players yeah. after that. And, and maybe I like to tell the tale that you know, maybe we gave such a good impression that they kept coming and looking at the Kiwi players <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, you're so right. I mean, I, I was lucky. I was brought up in GI, so um, Silver and Avon. The Sorenses lived just a few houses down, so they were always the big superstars on our street. You know, yeah, they'd right. gone into league, and it's like you know, it's like wow, amazing. So it was um, a real, it was a real exciting moment. So uh, you played, like you say, for Eastern Suburbs, uh, the Roosters. What was it like at, at that time in the competition in the NRL? Was it as not? It's as flash as it is now, but was it more uh, like an old school type of league? Yes, it was. It was very brutal. Mm. Um, our, our opening game was against their traditional rivals, uh, the Rabbitohs, mm. and both Dean and I. We we weren't aware of. We heard, oh, these are our rivals. They we hate each other and whatever. We didn't actually understand it until we actually played. Yeah. The ferocity that came in that the the language that was used <laughs> at us, and we thought, hang on. We'll, you don't even know who we are, and you're calling us all these names and, and whatever. It was a real eye-opener. Wow. And, um, and I learned very, very early just what it was like to play in that competition. And uh, we actually lost that game, but we settled ourselves in, played Western Suburbs St. George, I think, not long after, and uh, settled ourselves in, into the game. But it was very much, it was very brutal. You got away with a lot more things over there. Well, I shouldn't say got away with it. <laughs> you were able to do things then 
that you weren't penalised for than what you do now. And um, uh, it was it was a, a real opener, eye opener. Yeah. Uh, but they had to get you had to get on board really quickly. If if not, um, you were certainly sent straight down to to the reserve grade. And given at the time too that a lot of the Australian players were resentful that there were Kiwi players coming over to take their spots. Oh, really? We weren't, we weren't that well liked. Um, and it was also mid eighties, early 80s, mid 80s was a, a time where the New Zealand people were seen as dull bludgers moving to Australia, oh, living in Bondi Beach. Yes. Um, they, th- there wasn't a great name. Mm. Um, so we, we had to prove ourselves on the field before we were really accepted as, as a normal player as a Kiwi that they liked that allowed us to play and wow. uh, luckily we, we won the fans over and we were able to have you know fairly good careers that is, um, throughout time. That is so cool to hear actually uh, Hugh about how tough it was for you guys and yeah, I'd forgotten about yeah there was that reputation of Kiwis just going over there and getting on the, the doll straight away over there for, for, for their new life uh, as we say but for us back in New Zealand here, league to me, kind of that late 80s, that's when we started getting a little the Winfield Cup and we started seeing more of it. So players like when you guys were there, we knew you were there, but we didn't see a lot of you. Like we know that Olsen Filipina was revered over there, but we, we never really saw enough of him over there to really get the full impact here. No, that's right. I think it was only the one Saturday game or a Sunday game that they played on television. Mm. Um, you used to get all the games by going to the video store and, and getting the NRL tapes. <laughs> Is that As right? My brother-in-law. Yeah. You know, my brother-in-law. He weekly. He used to go, and they were only highlights of, of the games. Yeah. Uh, that were played weekly. Um, they used to go to the video store, hire them out, watch them, um, send them back, and then couldn't wait for the next week's games. And uh, with the odd, you say Saturday afternoon game and one Sunday evening game was about the only game <laughs> they used to get here. Um, so people don't realise just how lucky they are with the amount of coverage and and, and um, footage that they can get, oh. live games that they, they can get um, compared to when we were. We we didn't have the limelight like they, they have nowadays. But uh, uh, but I've got to say that the players are under a lot more pressure than yeah. what we ever were, given you're in the media, you're in social media, you're seeing each other weekly, you're on the news more often, uh, you seem to be the highlight of... Uh, and this is not just mm. rugby league, but I think any sport now... Um, you're, you're front and centre. Um, it's a different lifestyle. You don't have the privacy that we used to yes. uh, used to enjoy. Um, not that I'm a social media person anyway. No one can find me on social media. I'm, <laughs> I'm not that type of person. Me either. I've mate. had my time. I've had my time in the light. I, I'm in the background doing my little things. Uh, on the side. <laughs> but that's, I mean, you bring up a good point there, actually, Hugh. Maybe you can shine some light on this for us. At the moment, there is the current, the players' media strike. Do you, and I'm a bit confused by it, and I'm guessing a lot of fans are too. What, what is that about? Is that purely about money or is it purely about privacy or both? Do you know what it's about? Uh, the... The, the players the, the players are wanting more more of a take of what's uh, what's available to um, that the NRL uh, the um, uh, the money that they are right uh, that they they are receiving from media outlets and from from other people's sponsorship but there's also some money in the background and I didn't really realize it mm-hmm. myself until in the last week yeah um, but there there are a lot of investments that the NRL have got of the players' money that oh. are invested in, in, in certain areas, which is put forward to um, uh, after life, life after rugby league uh, 
Um, okay. For those injured players, yes. uh, guys who are in hardship. Um, but what the RLPA are looking for, the yeah. Players Association, what they're looking for is having control of that money. At the money at the moment, it's controlled by the NRL. The RLPA are saying that they now have the the expertise to look after those investments. Yes. Um, and take that on board and have a lot more say on ha- what is happening to that money. Because the moment the NRL say what happens to it, whereas the players are wanting say on where that money goes and how it's and how it's done. And oh. and I can understand that. I, I, I can really understand that. And the only way that they can actually put some pressure on mm. is by going through this, this strike action. And it yeah. was interesting to, to uh, watch uh, Clint Newton, the uh, the... CEO of the Players Association, mm. talking to Gordon Callis um, on NRL 360 earlier in the week. Yes. And um, he said, remember, Gordon, you were a player where you were on strike. You were the one of the head players telling players to go on strike. He mm. said, can you remember what the strike was for? And he said, no, I, I actually can't. Wow. And he told he told Gordon Callis why, uh, what the strike actually meant to someone like him who was a youngster coming through. He said, you allowed us to get... Um, a bigger take of the, the the revenue. You allowed us to have more of a say at the table with what happens with the NRL. Wow. He said, all that is happening now because of what you did. He said, all we're doing now is doing exactly the same as what you did. So we're asking for other other issues wow. that are going on. And, and Go- I think Gordon Tellis was taken back a little bit by that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and myself. Yeah. Because when you heard the NRL side of it, when you heard the Rugby League Players Association, um, talk about what it is they're actually looking for. I, I, I can appreciate what they're doing. My, my, my lack of sympathy is that, it's, unfortunately, it's the, the, the fans who are mm. seeing less of the players. We're used to seeing the interviews after yes. games and pre-game and whatever, and, and we've lost all that, and we, we can't get an insight to what's happening on the field or how players are feeling, and, and, and the fans lose out on that one. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I, I appreciate why they're doing it. They, they are looking for, for more of a say on what goes, oh, what happens. Oh man, and I, it's not just about them getting money in their No. Pockets. It's not about that at all. No. Man, I'm I'm really glad you explained that for us, uh, Hugh, because I, I, I watched NL360 as well. I didn't see that one, unfortunately, with Gordon, but it's a really good show too. Uh, but that, to me, seems to make a lot more sense that the rugby league players who are, in, who are trying to help the players should have a bigger say in where that money goes to them after after league, especially. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and it gives gives you, gives you a, a more of appreciation of why the strike is on board and yeah, and not just getting one side of the um, uh, the argument. Yeah, absolutely. Because people like most fans, we we still don't know. But that I think that's I think what you said there is brilliant, mate. Hey, um, also um, Hugh, on a more sort of um, current note, let's start with um, your your old team, the Roosters. What what is what is going on, Hugh? What is happening, mate? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm I'm upset at the way that they are going because they're a good team. Just, yeah. it's not happening for them at the moment. Um, there, there's obviously something going on in the background which we're probably not aware of, or there is nothing at all going on in the background, and they're just lacking some confidence. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, we we do lack. Well, I say we. I'm, I still class myself as a as a rooster. I think we're we're lacking another uh, quality halfback. Um, to, to actually get us around the field. There's no punch with what we're doing. Right. Luke Keary can't do it all on, on his own. No. I think um, Joseph Manu was trying too hard to, to make some sort of a break. I think there's a lot of expectation on, on him, and it's 
just not quite working for him, even though he's he's clocking up 150 plus meters oh, uh, in a game. Absolutely, and, and, but he's not looking the same type of player. No, um, it, it's 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 frustrating because they're a better team than where they're they're showing at the moment. But they probably deserve to be where they are, given you know, they're not winning games. No. And to be fair, I don't think that they looked like winning last night, even though they were they were fighting. Um, the first half what was it six four? I think yeah. uh, they they had a couple of opportunities to score, didn't take them, and the Melbourne Storm just do what the Melbourne Storm do, and they just ground out the the oh. win. There was some class with Jerome Hughes. He's great, um, and Munster just pushing the team around the, the the paddock. There were a couple of lucky breaks that they got, but they they capitalised on them. The Roosters get some breaks, but just fumble the ball and. You know, they're they're really lacking confidence yeah. um, in their ability, and if I can say, um, and I don't know if this is moving into where we're, where we're going to, this is, it, it's reminding me of where the, the Warriors were. They, they were trying hard and doing a lot of things, but yeah. it just wasn't working for them, and they ended up being on the wrong side of most um, score lines. Yeah, and um, but we've we've seen that turn around with them with the the confidence that they now have and the way that they're playing the game and those those tougher games. Yeah, they, they're on the, the the better side of them, and when they win well, um, they look outstanding. A couple of games, obviously, uh, two weeks ago against uh, the Rabbits, they were really disappointing. I think it was high expectation. Yes, but it was, uh, disappointing in the way that they they performed um, uh, against the Rabbits. But um, I was lucky enough, and I think I mentioned this to someone last week. Um, mm. I was lucky enough with my uh, my son Matt, who uh, oh. is here back from playing uh, in Japan. Yes, uh, we were able to go to the, the Warriors training session and look at their their video sessions, what they do, how they were looking at the opposition. They we had a really good insight as to how they um, they operate, how they work. And I've got to admit, I walked out of there, and I my confidence was high, and I said, wow. this thing. They're going, to, they're going to win. The, the, the confidence, the way they spoke to each other, um, it was the first time I was able to really seriously look at, at, at Sean Johnson. I've known Sean. I've been a Kiwi selector for, for a while, but yes. I've never really known Sean mm. and saw how he spoke in, the, in the, uh, the meetings that they had, the other senior players and who was directing things. The coach, Andrew Webster, and the ones that I saw, he just sat back and let everyone else control really? what happened there. And then all the assistant coaches were, 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 were dictating as a, how we're going to play this game, what are you guys going to do, how are we going to look at that, this is the way that they always operate, how are we going to shut this down. And they worked it all out, and it was, it was fascinating. I, I was really taken back by it. And again, I say, I came out of there with some confidence that they were going to win. If, wow. If I'm a gambling man, I would have put my house on that they were just going to annihilate um, south, and but it didn't happen. They started off in the first ten or fifteen minutes. Looked as though they yes. should have probably scored a couple of ga- uh, tries in that, that first half. The mm. rain didn't help them, no. uh, but it didn't help anyone that that night. But the uh, the Rabbits were able to just do what they wanted to do. But then I saw the week later mm. how they performed the Warriors and uh, the confidence that came out of that and the, the performance that they they put on. I could understand why. I'm, um, I've said this from the start of the year, listening to Andrew Webster and, and his whole demeanour. Um, it's, mm. it's just filtered through the club. No one's overstating things. No one's giving big plans or making big promises about where they're going to go and how they're going to perform this year. It's a week-to-week operation. Everything's low-key. Um, again, I, I, I'm totally impressed with Andrew and how his coaching 
um, staff have worked a lot of things out how they how they operate. Um, again, I was privileged to get an insight mm. into it, and um, I was really fascinated. Totally different to the way that when we had video sessions. Yeah. I had Arthur Beetson pushing his finger on one button and then stopping with another, pushing another button to show us what a video analysis was. It was boring and took too goddamn long, whereas these meetings were just on point. Um, it was uh, it was it was brilliant, uh, and, and I know things have changed yeah. going through the, a school system as I am now through Westlake Boys and some of the video sessions that we have with the boys uh, going through the drones that we have at, at trainings and at games. And wow. it's, it's all totally different. So I was aware of it, but the detail in what I saw at the Warriors was, um, the, which is probably what happens with every rugby league club sure. and rugby team, um, was was very, very impressive. That, I, I was totally taken back. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's really interesting what you're saying there because I know, like all Warriors fans, you know, when they appointed Andrew Webster, the question was, well, who's this guy? Oh, he's an assistant coach at somewhere or oh, whatever. You know, everyone's going, we knew nothing about him. So there was pretty low expectation. And uh, like you say, he's done incredibly well. I love what he says too when he says, we're not looking at the table, whatever. Week by week, yep. you, if we win games, it takes care of itself. That's exactly what's happening. But let me ask you now, Hugh, let's say... You're Sean Johnson. Right now, today, one uh, twenty-three Sunday afternoon, kickoff, 4 o'clock today. Your wife, you, you've just had a new baby. What, what happens to you? <laughs> Does he make it to Mount Smart at 4 o'clock or not? <laughs> well, I, I, yes, he does. Good. He, he, he yes. makes it there and uh, he's on board. Given he was in Sydney last week, yes. she was close to, to having it and yet he still took you know, found the time to get across, play the game, and then get back to New Zealand. So he's in the same country, so okay. I, I can't see him not not being there. Um, and but and and the Warriors do need him. Yes, um, and I think on the back of him re-signing with the the club or agreeing terms with with, with the club, um, he uh, I, I I I see things changing for the for the Warriors, even though um, Cronulla. Are playing well, they're higher up the table. Yep. They're um, good team. They're on point. You're looking at the danger man in there is obviously Nico Hines. Yes, and how do you shut down Nico Hines, and and not just him, but the the options that he has on on the outside. Mm. Um, it's it's the same old question every team will be asking. It's how does that actually come into play? Yeah, when the Warriors run out there this afternoon. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, Sean Johnson is vital for the Warriors. I, I'm like you. I'm hoping. I do hope he is there this afternoon. Take on the Sharks. And Hugh, you mentioned um, Dalian winner Nico Hines. I was did a quick Google on your background as well. You won back. You won the Dalian for back rower of the year in your time there. Uh, yes, yes. It what, was, uh, a few years ago. What was that like, mate? Was was in the same like now? It's a big like the Academy Awards type of thing. Was it like that back when you got it or? Oh, oh yes, probably not to the extreme that they they have it now. But, but the unfortunate story behind mine was mm. this was the year that the, the Roosters we were playing really well and we were uh, heading into the semi-finals. Yeah. Um, but Arthur Beetson calls uh, a later train. Well, calls a training, and we're training later than what we should be. We have semi-final coming up on the on the Saturday Thursday night while the Delhi ends are on. Oh, no. I'm still at training. Oh, no. Well, my award's being presented, and I wasn't there to actually receive it. I turned up 15 minutes late, <sighs> uh, but I never got to walk out to receive my uh, my, my trophy, um, uh, which which was disappointing. Yeah. But the main main thing was that we were training for the weekend, and we we won on that that, 
particular weekend, I think. Good. Off the top of my head. Good. I think we won that weekend. Um, uh, so, yeah, I was lucky enough to, to win that award, but um, not had to actually receive it from... <laughs> and so you, you mentioned Arthur Beats, and we all know him as a legend. What was he like as a coach then? Was he a good coach, bad coach, hard coach? Oh, Arthur, Arthur was, was a... Um, a, a player's coach. You know, he got. He had relationships with people. Um, I've got to say, he, he probably wasn't tactically aware of, mm. uh, like, to the detail that I would have would have liked. But he was. He was like a Graham Lowe. He, he just motivated you. He, you wanted to play for Arthur. You loved him. Um, he looked after people. He kept the place happy. Yeah. Um, he, he he did have an aura about him that yes. just lifted the, the the team, and everyone wanted just to to, to win for Arthur, and um, he he was great. Um, not many people know just how good a tennis player and squash player that Arthur was for the big man that he really? was. Really, he could oh he could push the ball around. He used to players uh, well, used to challenge him all the time. And yeah. get onto a tennis court. Yeah, Arthur would stand in the middle of the court. And just push the ball to the corners, and had the players running from one side to the other, hitting the ball back to him. And, and the same with squash; he did exactly the same. The only player who really kept it him was uh, Olsen Filipina. Olsen was a great tennis player, That's and the brilliant. two of them together was was uh, uh, a game that everyone wanted to see. We used to crowd around. Um, most of us wanted um, Olsen to win because he. Players got to beat the coach. Yeah, of course. But uh, it was always close between those those two. I think it was fairly even the stakes with, between them as to who won each each time. Oh, that is absolutely brilliant. Hey, as also when I was doing a bit of googling there, I saw a fact here. Is this true? You 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 hold the all time try scoring record for the Kiwis with sixteen. Is that still true today? Um, I I think that may have. Oh, I, I think that may have been beaten, that one, 16. Okay. I, I, I think one of the wingers probably have won that now. I think I still have the record for six tries in a test match. Far out. Um, uh, which was equaled by Valentine Holmes at the 2017 World Cup, I think. Uh, I thought my record had gone then. Um, but I think I, that's the only yeah. record I... Producer I Robbie's just chimed in. Uh, Manu Vatuvai's got had got 22 Ah, yeah, that would be right. <laughs> hey, Hugh, mate, I got to say thank you. But before I let you go, though, what are you what are you up to these days? Are you involved with Westlake? Did you say uh, Westlake Boys High School? I'm the director of rugby and rugby league at, at the, the school. Um, I uh, loved. I just loved working with the with the the lads, the the, mm. um, the coaching of the boys, uh, looking at life outside of rugby. Um, looking at character, looking at the way that the the guys behave in class, their attendance at the, at the school, um, and the penalties and consequences if they're not up to standard. Just yes. like the American system, if you're not performing in the in the classroom or behaviours are bad, then you're withdrawn from our rugby academy and um, you're brought back in once Good. things improve. Yeah, and we hold the boys to, to high standards, and and it's not just rugby; it's all the the, the sports at uh, at Westlake boys. Um, a very well-rounded school, both from an educational point of view, but sports—they um, they, they punch well above their weight. Uh, even though we don't, from a rugby perspective, we don't have the large island boys that they have in the Auckland schools or mm. that, um, uh, boarding facilities where we bring people in. Um, they're all just local talent, and uh, nice. we, we do quite well for for what, what we do at the moment. 
Um, that's the, the main uh, source of income at the moment, then, but one I really enjoy. Yeah, no, nah, it sounds bloody good, mate. Sounds bloody good. Hey, Hugh, been an absolute pleasure chatting with you this afternoon, mate, and I uh, hope the rest of your Sunday goes well and go the Wars, eh? Let's look forward to it. Yeah, cheers, Hugh. Thank Thanks. you so much. There you go, Hugh McGowan. What a legend. How good was that, man? That was so interesting. Speaking of the players' strike stuff, all that kind of stuff. Arthur Beetson being a gun tennis player. Hugh missing his Dallium Award because they had the extra training. That is just phenomenal. Him and Dean Bell not really knowing what it was like up against the Rabbitohs in the in those type of wars and yeah, and what it was like and yeah, not being loved initially as being Kiwis in that competition. That is just wonderful stuff. If you've got any thoughts on that, please let us know. Double eight double three or send us uh, send us a text, send us a call. Oh eight hundred one five. We will be back after this. 25 to 2 here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you up until 2 o'clock today. And then we cross over to Sammy Hewitt and uh, Tony Kemp for the build-up to the uh, Waz game at 4 o'clock. Uh, update on Sean Johnson. Well, we just spoke with Hugh McGann and he said Sean's going to be there. So, um, Sean, if you're listening, yeah, you better be making your way down to Mount Smart pretty bloody, pretty bloody quickly. Uh, Producer Robbie will be keeping an eye on that uh, Sean Johnson where he's at for this afternoon. But right now, if you want to give us a call, 0800 150 811. You can text double eight double three one man who is on the line is Paul. Paul, good afternoon to you, mate. Good afternoon, Dean. Um, I think it's my first time chatting to you, mate, but um, just, want to, just want to say what a fantastic uh, interview that was with Hugh McGann. Oh, how good. I mean, I'm the same as you, Paul. I mean, yeah. I look at Hugh as you know, one of the legends of league and it's a pleasure to talk with him. But how about some of those insights into like when him and Dean Bell were there, they weren't even really liked by some of the other players because they were Kiwis. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and um, if you read Olsen Filipina's book, he talks about um, he talks about that, you know, and being called racist names, and you know, yeah. go back to where you came from, and th- that was a tough era. Um, you know, that late seventies and sort of early eighties, mm. um, Kiwi Kiwi side, um, just growing up in West Auckland. Um, you know, I played for Glenora and Albert, and yep. you know, we used to go to Carlow Park all oh. the time with Dad, and oh. um, you know, we used to. <laughs> I never forget. Um, you know, Odaho playing Mangari East back then, and yeah. you know Graham Lowe was coaching Odaho, and and you could just hear him in the changing rooms, if and this and if and that, and <laughs> you know, and it was just just a great time to um to be a league fan back oh. at Car- you know back in the, those oh, days, mate. mate. Me too, mate. I went to Carlow Park with my granddad because he was a Ponsonby Ponies fan, um, and so yeah, we went to heaps of games there. And it, what you know, it's for people who have never been there, Paul. You, we know. How good that ground was, eight to watch. Ga- it was you were right. The the, the sideline was literally a meter away. It was brilliant. Oh yeah, you know, and then you know we went and watched the Kiwis test, and I remember me and my mates who would have been probably about ten or eleven standing mm. behind the goal, the goalposts, and and the kangaroos were standing, waiting for a kick. You know, they obviously conceded a try, and we were yelling at. <laughs> Dale Shearer and Mount Meninga calling them names. You know, we're only young kids, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what you did, mate. Eh? You gave it to the oppo. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, and, and we, we we had quite a few Kiwis live around the area. You know, uh, Dane O'Hara used to live not oh. so far from us. And we used, to, we used to always go around to his place, knock on his door and ask for his autograph. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. No, there were some legends. You know, what a time for league back then. It Good was, memories. It was a glorious time. And uh, look, I, I, do you still think it happens now, Paul? Do you think, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's still that Glenora, you know, point share. I'm sure that's still happening, you know, Mount Wellington. I'm sure it's still there, but maybe it's not seen as much. Do you do you feel that or not? 
Yeah, I mean, it's good to see the Fox uh, on, on, on Sky at the moment. And mm. I mean, they, 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 those are hearty clubs, those clubs that have been there for years, you know. Yeah. Marist and, um, you know, and, and, and Manarewa and Glenora. And, yep. Um, you know, there's, there's still, there's, you know, Glenora Park, I'm sure, is packed every Saturday when there's a home game. You know, the local Westies come out and there's still that good grassroots league around and mm. it's good to see. I'm, I'm actually just heading to the Warriors at the moment. So, oh, good man. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to get there nice and early and, and soak, it up, soak up the atmosphere. Yeah, what do you think, Paul? I mean, we're trying to find out if Sean Johnson is there or not. We hope he's there. Um, do you think we can win this game without Sean Johnson? Ooh, no, no, no. Mm. Well, the, the crowd has to be, you know, it has to be 10 points, I suppose, but mm. uh, I'm pretty sure he'll be there. You know, it's knowing him and his passion for the club, and uh, I'm pretty sure he'll be there. So, um, but I'm really looking forward to the game. But if you look at that Cronulla side, man, he's oh, packed, you know. He's got that. Origin and Kangaroos and Nico Hines and oh. Muatalo on the wing. And, you know, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they got, um, got big boys through the middle as well. It's far out, man. It's going to yeah. be a, a tough game. And I just heard from producer Robbie. He said, go and see uh, Sam and Kempi. Apparently they're sidelined. So go and bloody hassle them when you get there as well, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well I was at the last game and uh, I, I went up and had a chat to Kempi. Good. And, um, had, a, had a good chat to him. And uh, he, he, good, you guys are doing good good work. And, um, yeah, I, I might go and say hello when, when I get there. Yeah. yeah, go say hello and go give the Sharks hell as well today, Paul. And thank you so much for your call, mate. <laughs> Appreciate it, brother. All right, mate. Cheers. No the, worries, brother. There you go. There's Paul. Uh, he's off to the um, Warriors game this afternoon. Four o'clock, that kicks off. We do have um, uh, coverage starting from two o'clock with uh, Kempe and Sam as well. We've got time for another quick break. Quarter to two here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you up until two o'clock. Then we cross over to Sammy Hewitt uh, and Tony Kemp for the Warriors. Uh, and uh, look, before we cross and uh, have a chat with uh, producer Robbie McFarlane there, Robbie, I've got to tell you, you know, when you're on air here, folks, you know, two hours, you get a bit hungry. And you know, I brought an apple in and I, I had an apple. So I took, off, I took off the sticker, as you do, you don't want to bite through the sticker. I'm chomping my way around. And guess what? There was a second sticker. I, who puts two stickers on an apple, Robbie? I've. I almost That's ate. I almost ate the second sticker. Oh no! This is look. Whoever's in charge of sticker control at the fruit place, get them on the show. Get them, please. Come on, guys. Lift, lift, lift your game. Uh, now we have had a lot of big sport on this weekend. We got the rugby last night. The All Blacks fantastic win. Uh, we've got the the Wimbledon, which is happening at the moment. We got the league this afternoon, which has always got all go. We've got the Women's Football World Cup, which is kicking off in just a few days. Go the football ferns against Norway. All these massive sports, but Robbie, you've been drawn to something a little bit different. A little bit different. We've seen the Ashes. That's that's massive. We love that. But there's something else happening. And quickly before we get there, on, mm. on Wimbledon, yes. uh, the women's final was overnight, uh, and Vondrasova took down uh, Ons Jabir, which was a huge upset. That was straight set, 6-4. She was unse- she's the unseeded one unseated. who came through. Second round was her best performance at Wimbledon before wow. this. And she had, I, I, I heard about it, she had wrist surgery last year or something, and not long ago, so yeah, she crazy. thought she was toast. Yeah, I, and yeah. Blew, blew me away oh. with that performance. I um I actually said to someone um in the office, not on air. I said yeah. you'd put all your life savings on on Stubber winning. Yeah. Um, I don't think they did it, so I hope they didn't. Um, but yeah, that was I'm a with crazy Robbie, result. To I was the same up to. as you. I would have thought Jabir after her previous two grand final losses would have got over the yeah, line 100%. with this one, but not. To, well, thank you for that one, Robbie. The men's yeah, yeah. coming up today: Djokovic Overnight. versus Alcaraz. That'll be huge. Cannot 
That's going to be a cracker. Huge fun. Who do you want to win, Robbie? Uh, Alcaraz. Okay. I right. do want Alcaraz. Well, I want, jo- I want Djokovic. Um, so. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. The story's there for yeah, Djokovic to win. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see what happens right. there. But uh, yeah, also, also happening uh, Major League Cricket, which I, is... I heard you talking about this, Robbie, and I, I, I've seen bits of it, but, but talk me through it. What, what was going on? Yeah, so basically there's um, there's a tournament that's just started over in the States. Right. Um, Major League Cricket, a bu- bunch of money pumped into that. Um, from India or from yeah, America? Well, I'm not or? actually 100% sure how... How it works. There's like there's six teams overall. There's okay. three of them that are clear affiliates with the uh, Indian Premier League teams. You got the Texas Super Kings, obviously Chennai, Chennai Super, Kings. Super Kings. You got MI New York, which is the Mumbai Indians affiliate. Um, and uh, what's the other what's one? The other the, um, let me find it. There it is. Uh, LA Knight Riders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LA Knight Riders coming uh, obviously out of Kolkata, but um, oh, but then you've hilarious. got then you've got three teams that I mean if they are affiliates the names aren't very obviously what have uh, we got, associated. Robbie? We got the San Francisco Unicorns. <laughs> uh, my, my tip to my tip to win the comp, I actually chucked a cheeky bet on them to win because they you? were paying like six fifty outright, um, and I liked their roster. But now the out, the outright betting's gone at the TAB, um, so I got on that just in time. We got the Washington Freedom. Oh, um, that's very American, that one, the very, Washington yeah, Freedom. And uh, the Seattle Orcas. The Orcas. Because why not? Okay. Um, um, I suppose it's kind of seaside, isn't it? Kind of coastal. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, but yeah, a b- bunch West of New Zealanders Coast. actually in action over so there. who were the um, Kiwis who were in the Major League Cricket? Yeah, well, the uh, first round game saw the Texas Super Kings take on the LA Knight Riders, and we got uh, Devin Conway opening the batting for Texas Super Kings. Mm. Uh, he scored 55 um, which was a, a great start. And we had Lockie Ferguson opening the bowling, and he got Faf Duplessis out for a golden duck Go uh, in the first game. So that was great. Uh, Martin Guptill's also. Is Guppy there as well? He's, he's in there in the LA Knight Riders. They're all cashing um, in. Mitchell Santner uh, playing for the Texas Super Kings. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was Conway and Santner taking on Guptill and Ferguson from a New Zealand perspective in that first game. Um, then the second game, the good old San Francisco Unicorns I went want to the battle. Unicorns. Yeah, I know. Get, get up. Um, they went in action against uh, MI New York. The Unicorns, they got Finn Allen opening the batting and then a okay. uh, blast from the past, Corey Anderson coming in at five, uh, who's based based over there now. Married an American um, lady, that's right. And so he's, he's well and truly still got it. He smashed 91 not out off 52 balls, seven sixes. We, we never used him enough, I don't think. Yeah, uh, he, I don't think he so. always had the guts, man. But yeah, no, they um they got uh, Allen for 10, Matthew Wade for 5, Stoinis for 6, Finch for 9, which is a huge lineup. It is a big, huge lineup. But big wickets. Uh, and then they were 50 for 4 off 7 overs. Then Corey Anderson came in and they were 215 for 5 off 20 overs. Now, I'll, look, we're, we're running out of time, Robbie. So, I'll, I'll, look, here's the thing. You're the only one here who's probably going to have to keep an eye on this Major League Cricket. Probably. Because no one else, Most myself likely. and I have zero interest in this. I like the San Francisco Unicorns. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even watch the IPL, the Indian Premier League, so yeah, I'm not going to yeah. watch the bloody Major League. Yeah, no, fair enough. But for you, you're loving it. I am loving it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, Trent, Trent Bolton action for MI New York as well. It's great to see him <laughs> over there. Do the Yanks, um, who turns up to watch? The Americans turning up and what? going, what is this? Hey, what are they yeah, doing? Well, that, well, that's the thing. It's um, a bunch of like Indian people actually living over there that are <laughs> you know forming a lot of the crowd. So it's, yeah, it's just great to see. But, um, oh, but yeah, Glenn Phillips in action for the Washington <sighs> Freedom as well. Uh, and... In none, none for the Seattle Orcas, as far as I can okay, see. None it, for it, the Orcas. Um, 
Well, they're starting eleven I'm, at least. I'm but. looking at this. We got to get this ad break we out, do. mate. Let's let's do it. Let's oh, go. Almost time to wrap it up here on SENZ. And we mentioned uh, the two stickers on the Apple before. We've got a uh, text in here, Robbie. The silly stickers are being banned shortly. Thank goodness. You can also damage the fruit taking them off. That is correct because sometimes they're so tightly stuck on you've got to get your thumb under and you rip the apple. So thank you for that text. I much appreciate it. That is a, a hell of a relief. Also, you've got some good news for us about the Major League Cricket as well, Robbie. Yeah, no, something I didn't mention um, was actually the how good the time zones sort of work. And okay. for this Major League Cricket, we've got the uh, they p- sometimes play two games. Mm. The earlier one is like 8.30 in the morning That's here, good. And then the second one, or if there is just one game, it's at 12.30 p.m. So okay. if you're not doing anything, it's great. No, <laughs> like the Ashes is great and all, but it, it is. is like it's overnight. It's 10 to 6. Look, so. the time frame isn't great for the Ashes. And they, they haven't done a pilots package, which I can't believe either. Uh, they need to do if you, you duke your TVNZ and whoever, do a bloody highlights package of the Ashes. I That's, think you can get something can on the app. Oh, app, who does that, bloody? <laughs> anyway, uh, time to go to uh, Kempi and Sam very shortly. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, producer Robbie. A big thank you to our guests as well, Chris Masoe and Hugh McGann. It's been fantastic. I'm part-time Pete Colin Casual, Phil and Freddie Dean Butler. I'll see you next time.